Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK Weekly Podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Okay, uh, so we're going to be looking at Luke 6, uh, 46 to 49. If everyone can turn to their Bibles and uh, read together with me. Um, so that's Luke 6, 46, 49. And if you don't have your Bibles, uh, Dykes TV will also flash it on the screen. Uh, so if you're there, say good. Amen. Okay, so let's read together. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell. And the man, oh, sorry, the ruin, sorry, I can't read my handwriting. And the ruin of that house was great, amen. Um, so, the title of my message today is Solid Foundation, and this is a passage that uh, God led me to. It's a passage that, at the time, felt very familiar to me. It's a passage that I read when I was very little, um, but just in the reading of it and just meditating on it, um, God really spoke to me, and uh, this is a word that I believe that he wants us as a church to hear. Um, so just to give a bit of context, this is Jesus's words. Jesus is teaching this. Um, and yeah, I think in life, we go through life. Uh, everyone is in a different situation, whether they're studying or working. Um, and I think we all have desires and um, dreams. Um, and, diff- and we're in different stages right now. Uh, but God wants us to live a good life uh, with him um, and not just focus on um, building a life without him, building a life uh, successfully without him. God wants us to build a life successfully with him. Um, and there are times uh, in life that will be difficult. Uh, this is not um, something that as Christians that we believe that because we believe in God, life will be easy. In fact, it is the opposite. Um, And so in this passage, um, we're really looking into what Jesus is saying. And he has said, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, and he demonstrates to us two very different situations. And this is a warning from Jesus. He loves us so much that he has already told us what would happen if we do his sayings or if we do not do his sayings. And I believe that God loves us so much that he wants us to be successful in life. Um, but oftentimes, um, doing his word is very hard. Um, So the title of my message today is Solid Foundation. 
And the three points that I have are quite simple in writing and in reading maybe, but in the doing is maybe a little bit harder. Um, so the first point uh, of this message is come to me. And I put in brackets, draw close to him. In life, I think sometimes we feel that we have lots of different options. And there are different things in our to-do list or on our priority list. And Jesus is sometimes number one and sometimes not number one. Depending on maybe where we are in life or what is happening in our lives. And we need to understand that Jesus needs to be our number one priority. Sometimes when life is going good, is Jesus still our number one priority? Or when life is not going so good, is that changing how we come to God? And sometimes we look to God only for a solution um, to your problem. But that is not the right way to approach God or to use him in this relationship that we have with him. We shouldn't be seeking God only in times when we need him for something. He is a God that wants us to come to him each and every day. And we've just learned together in homes how important our daily devotion with him is. And I'm sure we know all of the different practical things that we need to do. Um, but the reality is quite different. When we go through our day-to-day -day lives, are we really seeking God first and putting him as our number one priority each and every day? Sometimes we can deceive ourselves into thinking that we don't need him um, when we don't have issues in life. Or maybe when we are going to church, are going to homes, are going to prayer meeting, that that's enough, that's okay. But God still wants us to come to him on all the days that isn't just church situations. But God wants us to look to him throughout all of our situations, whether it's um, in our work, in our family situations, um, in our studies. He's not waiting for us to um, achieve some of these things first. Uh, for example, a good career, um, passing uh, our exams, uh, and then we come to him. He wants us to come to him even when we are busy, when we're tired, when we don't feel like it, um, when uh, it's very hard to come to him because someone else is wanting our attention, um, but we need to really remember to put him first. In Luke 9, uh, 23 to 26, it says, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost. We know that we need to come to God daily, um, but yes, it is difficult. And even as someone that was brought up in a Christian home um, with 
the most wonderful parents that I could ever ask for and lovely brother who's over here um, and yeah family that lives close to you know where I work we're in the same city we live together now um, I still need to come to God I can't rely on the goodness of my parents uh, to bring me through what happens in life and it's the same for all of us, even if we are in a good job, um, we have great friends, we're in a good community in church, we still need to come to God as our personal Lord and Savior. Jesus has saved us. He has already died on the cross for us and done um, the most, the biggest uh, sacrifice that anyone could ever ask for and none of us did anything to deserve it. Um, and he did it because he loved us so much and in spite of our imperfections, he still did it anyway. So what more us to come to him now because in response to what he has done for us. So that is the first step, is to come to him. And the second point is to hear my sayings and to take time to listen. So even if we come to God, are we coming to him and allowing ourselves to hear what he is saying to us? In Proverbs 4, 20 to 22, it says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Just reading this, it just shows how necessary it is we need to listen to what God is saying to us. And oftentimes, we don't really pay attention to what he is saying and we often maybe pick and choose what we want to read or what we want to listen. Uh, maybe we're we coming to God and yes, we're coming to church or we're uh, deciding, okay, I'm going to listen to this pastor's uh, podcast online, but we're picking and choosing what we want to listen to based on our situation. Maybe we want to um, increase in certain areas of our life or we're asking God, I want more of peace or more of wisdom uh, or more of different things, but God is wanting us to not just pick and choose, um, but to really listen to everything that he's saying and know that who it is that we're listening to. I think when we know who is speaking to us, it changes how we listen. Um, for example, even just last night, uh, I was going through this passage with my dad and he, I was like, okay, uh, just hear me out. This is what I'm going to speak about tomorrow. And he's like, okay, sure. And he mutes the TV, but in the background, football is on. And I know he is not giving me the undivided attention that I am seeking. And sometimes maybe that's how we also approach God. Uh, he wants us to listen to him, but we're like, okay, yes, I'm... I'm like, here, I'm opening the Bible, da, da, da. And then, oh, it's 
someone's just messaged me. Ah, oh, let's, you know, chat or let's just scroll on Instagram. You get a notification and suddenly you're distracted by other things. Yeah. But God wants us to come to him and to give him the attention that he deserves. And maybe some of us need to look into how we listen to God and how we choose to dedicate time to him daily. Is it in respect of knowing that he is our Lord and our Savior? And sometimes we focus on um, the friendship or he is our heavenly father and we don't realize that he is first and foremost our Lord. He is God. He is the most high and eternal being and we sometimes forget that and lose sight of who he is and pick and choose even like how we should have that relationship with him. Everything is built around what is more convenient to us rather than giving him the full attention and love that he deserves. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, we need to come to him and we need to hear, my, hear his sayings. And um, those are the two points that in both of the situations in Luke 6, uh, both of the builders did come to Jesus and did hear. Um, but the difference between the two in what happened to their houses is one obeyed and one did not. So the third point of the message is do them slash obey. And when we read in Luke 6, um, if Acts TV can just flash up the first verse, it says, whoever comes to me and hear my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. Thanks, Bess. Um, digging deep into a rock is very hard and requires a lot of effort um, and time on our part. It's very inconvenient in comparison to the man who built his house just on the earth without a foundation. Um, obedience is hard. Following what God wants us to do is hard. Yeah. But obedience is what demonstrates our love for God and shows us that we are willing to change for him. In John 14, 23 to 24... Um, it says, Jesus replied, For anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Even Jesus is giving recognition to what God is saying to him. And he, of all, of all um, also understood the importance of obeying God. And he understood how hard it was. Even before Jesus died on the cross, um, 
he went away and prayed to Jesus, uh, God, sorry, to even ask God to take away the burden of um, dying on the cross. But he still said, if it is your will, then let it be done. And he could have chosen not to do it as he was brought to earth as, he, as a human. He had the choice to not obey God, but he still did it anyway. And as I mentioned before, we're not promised a trouble-free life. Um, both builders experience storms in, in their houses and both uh, experienced beatings. It wasn't just a wind or a bit of rain. It was constant uh, beating. And all of us will inevitably go through that in life. Maybe some of us are going through that now, but maybe some of us are fine. But what God is doing is he's saying that we need to follow what he is saying to us and not only come and listen, but we also need to obey. And we need to understand that um, the storms that we're experiencing are not a punishment from God. In the same way that a parent wouldn't punish an obedient child, God is not punishing us um, in our life we're all inevitably going to go through testing um, or difficulty, uh, but all of us will want, if we go through that, um, whether we obey God or not is the difference between us being able to persevere um, and not only survive the storm, uh, but also the consequences of not obeying him is um, it could really... Uh, damage or break us or maybe what we are building or what we think has been good to build whether it's a career or relying on uh, different relationships on our lives um, or wanting to just focus on studies rather than looking to God can really shake what we have been building but if we build it according to how God wants us to build it and seeking him first uh, then the storms that we go through, um, we're not just going through it alone, but we're going through it with him. And maybe this is a ouch question, but could it be that sometimes uh, the bad things that are happening in our lives or the storms that we're going through could be consequences of some of the decisions that we have made? Sometimes we go through uh, a difficult situation and we cry out to God saying, why God, why, why are you bringing this to me? But um, we need to remember that God is not just there to save us. Yes, he's already saved us. He's already, Jesus already died on the cross for us. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to have such an easy and comfortable life after that as well. When we mess up, it's not necessarily God's fault, but only our own. Um, and it's not necessarily God's job to just fix all of our problems. In um, Luke 6, 49, it says, immediately um, it fell and the ruin of that house was great. And when we go through our walk with God and we um, maybe experience different things or we're trying to grow uh, in our relationship with him, we 
sometimes don't realize the urgency um, of needing to go to God. And the fact that we're not able to predict exactly when something bad will happen to us. Um, life isn't just about avoiding bad situations or asking God to take them away. Um, we really need to remember that it, how important and how urgent it is for us to seek God uh, daily in everything um, and to really rely on him in those situations. In James 1, uh, verse 2 to 4, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. When I first read this verse, it was, um, yeah, very hard to see the pure joy in going through a trial. I think many of us have gone through situations where it's been very uncomfortable, stressful, full of anxiety, um, you know, something that is completely out of our control, out of our hands. Um, but God is saying um, that through those situations, we can have pure joy. And I thought to myself, how is that possible? How is it that I have to suffer through something to experience pure joy? It seems very contradictive. But even in the reading of Luke 6, you can see that the only way that we can learn to rely on God, to learn to lean on him and his word, is to go through these testing times. If none of us went through any testing and we're just living life, being comfortable, uh, enjoying all the pleasures in life, then where is God in all of that situation? That sounds like heaven, but is it really heaven? That heaven, that heaven is something that we will experience when we have long left earth. <laughs> but right now, whilst we are on earth, we will all go through testing times and trials. And the pure joy that James is talking about is the fact that God will be revealed through our trials. And the only way that we can really see God work in our lives and let him be revealed to the world and to those around us is if is how we go through those trials. If we are going through a testing time and, and, and we feel that, oh, we just want God to take it away from us, then how do we learn from that? We need to learn how to deal with the, you know, for example, at work, if there's something that is... Uh, very a difficult situation and not comfortable. For example, in my work, even though we try and plan things accordingly and want um, things to be done on time, there's always something that is out of our control, whether it's a late DHL delivery or, you know, just by human error, something wrong has happened and then it's a knock-on effect. And in the same way through our lives, 
there are always things out of our control and out of our situation. It's not always our fault. Sometimes it might be my mistake, uh, but these things happen and um, in this we need to really focus our attention on God and know how to deal with these situations. And even as a church, as we've been looking in the book of Daniel, we've seen Daniel and his friends be tested in difficult situations when they were literally put into a burning fiery furnace. That is not a situation I wish upon anyone, but Jesus was seen because of that situation. If Daniel and his friends decided, no God, not me, this is not for me, this is too uncomfortable, this is too inconvenient, this is really not my style, um, I don't think the book of Daniel would have been written. And we need to be able to not necessarily enjoy these trials, but realize that they are there for a reason and look forward to them in a way because we know that it is God that will be revealed through it. It's not because we have the talent or the knowledge to be able to solve a difficult situation, but it's because God needs to be glorified through it all. Um, okay, um, even as I begin to draw to a close, um, Paul wrote in Corinthians about um, the work that we do here on this earth. And whilst we, hear, whilst we are here living a life, um, maybe we're here and we already do believe in God, uh, we're already part of church, we're already maybe even serving in church. Um, but only God knows uh, the, true, um, the true heart behind our work here. And it says, uh, Paul says here, which is in 1 Corinthians 3, 13 to 15. Don't worry, I didn't give it to you, Toby. Um, it says, their work will be shown for what it is because the day, judgment day, will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will, will suffer loss, uh, but yet be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. Um, I believe that Jesus wants us to live a full and abundant life and not be burned um, through testing times. Um, he is warning us, um, and it, when you look, when you compare the two builders um, in Luke six, um, one clearly obeyed God, and his house was still standing after the storm, but the other quickly wanted to build his house without a foundation, but after the storm, the house completely collapsed, and we all need to search in ourselves and know whether we are actually building our lives uh, according to what God wants us to do, or are we building because we quickly want to achieve different things in our lives, and do we 
um, maybe follow what the standards of the world are. And are we living according to God's time or are we living according to the time of, you know, I am of a certain age and I should be earning this amount of money, getting this job, having a relationship, getting married by this time, having kids, etc. But that is not necessarily the life that God wants for us. And in my time as a Christian, uh, just being in this church and going through different trials and not necessarily having the same person, whether they're in my industry or age group, to compare it to, I had no choice but to look to God. I am thankful that I'm in a church where, you know, we have leaders that have to juggle a very full and busy job with church responsibilities. God isn't just asking those that are very free and, you know, have an easy job to serve in church. You know, a lot of the times the, the leaders that we have here, they have to juggle so many different responsibilities and still do them well and according to what God uh, leads them to do. And I think taking for granted um, even just our leaders uh, and not realizing uh, the sacrifice that they have, I think we can even just look to them as examples of how to live with God in mind as well. Um, and even as I invite the worship team up, um, uh, just be good to spend some time worshiping God. Um, and I think we can spend some time to just reflect maybe on some of the different challenges that we might be going through. Um, and maybe God is challenging you to really seek him in an area where we feel like, no, we know what we're doing and this is the way that I want to do it. Maybe God is challenging us to um, obey him in an area where we feel like that is not yours to touch, God. That is, that is you know, I already know what I'm doing and we're going to go down this route. Uh, but God is wanting us to really seek him um, in everything, in every area of our lives. So if we could just all stand and maybe just take the next few minutes to really come to Him um, and not only worship and sing and declare that He is our Lord, but really come to Him and hear what He is saying and ask Him for the boldness to really obey what He is asking us to do. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Axe, you can check out www.axechurch.uk. God bless.